here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app on a Tuesday night. Hanging out with you. If you want to join the conversation, you can call me at 312-332-3776. Abdal has the night off tonight. You know, I, I heard comments uh, on Sunday night after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl that the Chiefs are now a dynasty. I thought to myself, that didn't make a lot of sense. And, and Patrick Mahomes was asked about it on the field by Aaron Andrews. He then migrates over to the NFL Network set. He sits down. Chris Rose goes, hey, Patrick Mahomes, are you are you guys considered a dynasty? And, you know, Mahomes laughs it off. He says the right thing. He knows it's not. They're not a dynasty yet. Because to me, you have to have three things. You have to win back-to-back championships. You got to win at least three. And there's only one dynasty at a time. That's my criteria if I'm looking at a dynasty. Good start to a career for Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and this Chiefs team. They have two championships. Now defend your crown. If they win next year, go back-to-back, boom. There you go, dynasty. And there's a long time in front of uh, Patrick Mahomes in his career. I mean, for him to collect more trophies. But at the moment, they're not a dynasty. What are we doing? Ross in Palos Heights, you're on ESPN 1000. What do you think? Uh, this is Russ, yeah. Uh, is uh, LeBron a traveling dynasty? Uh, he comes in, he wins, and he leaves. He never leaves uh, uh, with uh, much uh, left as a, as a winner for a continuation. Uh, maybe he's more of a corporate raider uh, of a dynasty. <laughs> I, I, it is a valuable point there. Uh, Russ, appreciate the phone call. Yeah, I mean, LeBron, has he been a part of a dynasty? I would argue no. Uh, His championship with the Lakers was a one-and-done. His championship with the Cavaliers, even though they went to -to back-to-back finals after they won their championship, I don't think it qualifies as a dynasty. If you want to say they were an Eastern Conference dynasty because the Cavs were in four straight finals, I'll give you that. In Miami, they went to three straight finals, but they lost that third one to the Spurs. They only won back-to-back. So, so I think, yeah, Miami only wins back-to-back with LeBron and D-Wade. They go to four finals. They lose to Dallas, and they lose to San Antonio, and they only get the two that are back-to-back. Yeah, maybe, maybe LeBron is a traveling dynasty. It, it's LeBron on his own, traveling dynasty. That's, that's possible. David and Skokie, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, I'm going to take you a little bit farther back into in, in a different sport, but the big red machine of the 1970s. Okay. Uh, if, if nobody else than Tom Waddle might agree with me, but uh, <laughs> they, they made it to four World Series in uh, seven years, 70, 72, 75, 76. They got the back-to-back and were utterly dominant the last couple of years, and they had to compete against the A's in, uh, sure. in the series – and they arguably might have been a dynasty as, as you know, kind of a, 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 you know, kind of eccentric as they were. They, they were they were dominant, too. But anyways, that was just a thought. Yeah, good call. Appreciate it, David. I, I would say the, the one thing is if I give you the three rules, you got to go back to back. Boom. Cincinnati does it. Uh, they technically only get those two championships, so they don't get more than the two. And then also my third rule is there can only be one dynasty at a time. And it seems as if the A's were the dynastic team of that early 70s era. Uh, The Yankees get two championships in 77 and 78. Um, And in both of those World Series, uh, the Yankees face off against the Dodgers in both. So the Reds get there 
in 75 and 76. Two championships, really good team. Congratulations. I don't think that's a dynasty. And I would say the same thing goes for our next caller, Frank in uh, Ukrainian Village. Frank, you're on ESPN 1000. How you doing, Chris? What's up, man? So I agree the Chiefs are not a dynasty yet. Sure. But they're very close. They're right on the edge of it. And on first hearing it, like the back-to-back requirements kind of makes sense. But the caller who brought up the Celtics in the mid-'80s, and that the Celtics were a dynasty. Yeah, it was a good call. Um, yeah, I completely agreed with it. He like I, At first I agreed with you, but when he mentioned that, I hadn't thought of it, and I was like, that guy's right. So I have a question to you. Mm-hmm. The Pistons won back-to-back championships. Do you consider them a dynasty? No, I don't. So, so I don't think the back-to-back is – really a requirement although a good idea like i agreed with it but i think this conversation just further cements the goatness of michael and labitch can never catch up (laughs) all right frank we got you down okay thank you very much chris there he is and uh frank makes a point you know you look at the detroit pistons 89 and 90 they were a great team sandwiched in between two separate dynasties, right? The end of the Lakers run. And if our uh, buddy Max gets his way, the Celtics as well are are featured there at the end of the eighties. So Lakers Celtics Pistons get two, and then the, the greatest of them all, the run for the Chicago bulls starts in 91 and Jordan puts together two, three peats, which, which is incredible. And that's why I don't think the Detroit run is a dynasty. They had a great two-year run, and then they were defeated by a dynasty. And they come off the, the heels, and they beat a team that had a dynasty. So it was like a passing of the torch from 87 with the Lakers to 88. And then in 88, uh, heading into that next season, the Pistons revenged their loss from the finals the year before, and they beat the Lakers. They're on their way. They get a second title in 90, and then Jordan and the Bulls happen. And it's uh, end of story right there. Brendan in Hinsdale, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Chris, how you doing? Long time. I uh, haven't talked to you, but What's I, up, I man? wish I could pick. Everything good? Good. Can't complain. I wish I could pick stocks like your career because I knew you were going to be a star once you got away from that Kaplan clown, which <laughs> okay. which we spent we spent the whole summer talking about Trubisky. If you remember, you made that nice little video, yeah, you yeah. know. With the, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, it, it leads me to my second one. Remember when he wanted the Bulls to just tank the whole season to get – is Michael Porter or Marvin Bagley still in the league? And when you said to him, Cap, the best player in the in the draft is a guy named Luka Doncic, he didn't even know who he was. Yeah, I, uh, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Good uh, good old Cap and Company days. Yes, yes. Yeah, I, you carried that show. So uh, <laughs> I, I'm in a car, I hear you, and I think uh, – Tommy Reese is going to take your boy Abdallah's team down. Um, he's oh, I too hope young. so, right? He's too. I mean, my son is is living with his sister, and he's kind of an arrogant son of a gun. So um, <laughs> he says to him on Christmas Day, Chris, you'll love it. I can't believe I got to get on a plane to go to the the Gator Bowl, and my son says, "Well, Tommy." If you beat Marshall, you wouldn't be in the Gator Bowl. So um, you know, you'd be going to a New Year's Day Bowl. So. Anyway, um, yeah, good hearing your voice, and uh, I, I, I 
I knew you were going to do well. So oh, thank you, anyway. uh, Brendan. Appreciate the call. And uh, I remember talking to you uh, on the phone when you would call in during the Cap and Company days. So I appreciate you still yeah. listening. Yeah, no, I I, I, I I picked it. I knew you were going to be great. So uh, take the bow. And um, I had one last thing. but Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you're talking Dynasty with Mahomes. Yes. And yeah. I, I, I couldn't. I, I couldn't get it through this guy's skull that Trubisky sucked at one year at North. Anyone who starts one year and you're there four, you're not that good, and you're certainly not worthy of a second pick in the draft. So yeah. if yeah. you if you see him next time, ask him how that one's going because he I doesn't will. like to. Re- he blocks me, and I don't even I don't even have a Twitter <laughs> account. So anyway, Chris, good talking to you, right, Brendan. Thank you for the phone call. <laughs> Brendan would call every single day during Cap and Company. A great listener to the station. Appreciate him calling in. Uh, we go from one, one caller who points out how bad Trubisky was to uh, Chase on the south side. Hello, Chase. What's going on? Did you hear the last caller? Yeah, I heard him, man. I, I actually remember him, too. I used to listen to sleep. Yeah, to you remember Catholic. Brendan, right? I think yeah, he used I to call for him, him. Uh, Clarendon Hills. Yeah, he used to always bash. He was a, he was a total bear. Every time he called, he always was. Bears on 2018. Well, he's not like you, Chase. He knows that Trubisky can't play. Oh, man. I don't really like going down this rabbit hole tonight, man. I didn't even call about that. Okay, Um, what would you call about? Give it to me. No, I was calling. Okay, so you said the Houston Rockets. I mean, you said that if a team has won two championships in a row, they're not considered a dynasty, right? Yeah, if they didn't. So you wouldn't. Right. So you wouldn't consider the Houston Rockets. From 94 to 95 a dynasty, right? Well, it's just back-to-back when, championships. Where, where's their third? Well, that's true. I mean, because I look at the time when Jordan came, if John Stockton hadn't hit that three-point over Charles Barkley, they probably would have, who knows what happened, but that's here and there. But what about, you know, the team you, you mentioned is the Lakers from uh-huh. Kobe and Shaq. Yeah. Um, you remember when they had Kobe and Shaq from, oh, what was it, 2000 to 2003? Mm-hmm. And then, because that was my, the Lakers, was that was my favorite team. Because you remember, that was after Jordan retired and yeah. the Bulls was no good. So I had to pick a new team. And I was I was a Kobe Bryant fan. I love Kobe Bryant. <clears throat> he was one of my favorite players growing up. And I remember back in the early 2000s, in the mid-2000s, you had Kobe. You had, it was a rivalry going between Kobe, Allen Iverson, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett. You remember the early 2000s. It was a People don't talk about them days how there was a big rivalry going on between the Lakers and the Kings and Chris Webber and them. Sure. And I used, I used to remember back in high school how there was like a, a hate for Kobe Bryant. Like everybody hated him. They, the Lakers were like the hated team back in the early 2000s. And then, I don't know, would you consider the Lakers, I mean, after Kobe, I mean, after Shaq left, then they still won. I think they, they didn't win it for a couple of years. I think they went to the finals. So so this is how I would break it down. The championships from 2000 to 2002, the Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant teams, that's that's a three-peat, that's a dynasty. Then Kobe continued on. He got two in a row, back-to-back, not a dynasty. See what I'm saying? From 2009 and 10. No, too much time passed, right? Like Because in between, you have the Spurs winning three, the Heat get a championship. The Pistons get one, and the Celtics get one. Too much time passed. Plus, the the faces change. the 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 rest of the team changes. I know that Phil was was still there, but 
and Kobe was there. But I, I feel like you can you can give that to Kobe as he's a great player. But if you're talking about team teams who are dynasties, I'll give it to the early 2000s Lakers. But I don't think the the 09-10 deserve that credit. So you wouldn't. So, so you're not going to flip the 2000 compare you connect the 2000 Lakers to the 2009 Lakers who won back to back. You're not going to compare the two because Kobe Bryant. Yeah. That, that team. Right. They still had sort of the. I know there was a turnover at the Shaq left, but they still had Derek Fisher. And Phil Jackson was he still a coach? Yeah, but they they bottomed out though, didn't they? Miss the playoffs, and then there was all Uh, the. Oh no, they they only missed that one. No, because you remember what happened was no, no, yeah, yeah. What happened was this. This is what happened after after Shaq after Shaq left in oh no was it oh five, and he went to the Miami. Yeah, the Lakers missed the playoffs. Right. Then the then they went out and then I think they missed the playoffs. Well, that, that, that alone went, should disqualify you from dynasty conversations if you miss the playoffs in the NBA. I mean, well, in 05, I mean, they but, finished thirty four and forty eight. But but what I'm saying is is that you can still compare the two as far as that even though that they didn't win it in the middle that they still won two titles yeah. on the back end of Kobe Bryant. So I'm just yeah. the only reason why I'm saying that is because Kobe was still there. And, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, are you separate? Because I'm, I'm just trying to say, like, are you separate? Because it's just it's the same thing with the New England Patriots, right? Because the Patriots won it in, oh, was it, oh, 2000 and 2003. But then they went, like, a 10-year gap without winning the title, and they won three in a row. So you win, Yeah, but the, the, difference the, there, the difference there, though, is they got multiple championships before that gap. Right, that, that's, that's the, the difference. Lakers, in 2001, they won, and then there was one year in between. Tampa Bay won a championship in 2002, and then the Patriots won back-to-back championships. That's a dynasty. But but that's the same thing with the Lakers, though, because after the late after the Lakers, because after they they didn't win it after the 03 season, they went to the finals, but they lost it to the Pistons. Yep. That was Kobe Shaq last year yep. together, and they split up. Shaq went to Miami. Kobe right. was by himself. There was, Shaq there was won a title with Miami. Right. With right. a different and franchise. Kobe, yes. Right, right, right. In that but time frame. Right, right, I'm saying, but, Correct. Right, but I'm saying Kobe still, but Kobe Bryant and, and Kobe Bryant still won his title after Shaq left. I know that was a long gap, but he yeah. still won it. In, yeah. a, in like a, a five-year span. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I get it. So for you, they are. For me, they're not. I get it. Well, the I, second I, I part know. is I'm not. Just, I'm, I'm, it's just, I'm just saying like, because I know this is the gap time between the time that the teams won. I don't know if there's a, like a, a comparison. Well, I mean, the comparison between the Patriots who, who went almost 10 years without winning and the Lakers went like six, seven years without winning Right. Well, I, I don't know. All right, thanks for the call, Chase. Uh, I got you. Yeah, yeah, right, I got you down. You, you're you're combining both. My, I guess what I was pointing out is that the Patriots had three in four years with a back-to-back title in the early 2000s, thus meeting the criteria that I'm suggesting for a dynasty. I'm giving you the Lakers dynasty in the early 2000s. They, they have a three-peat. That's a dynasty. When Kobe comes back around with Paul Gasol and Lamar Odom, that's just a different – it's basically a different team at that point. That's just the way I look at it. Congrats to the Lakers and congrats to Kobe. He's an all-time great. He's a top-ten player in league history. I'll give him that. Taking your calls here on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. 
Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Black and Abdallah. Abdallah has the night off tonight. Chris Black with you. Taking your calls at 312-332-3776. Tyler Aki and Nick Mokzala are producing tonight's show. Guys, I saw this earlier today. The New York Times has an article out that talks about how terms for dating have changed. Like the way we talk about dating, the the words that people use, that young people use, they've changed. So I know a a lot of people are celebrating Valentine's Day tonight. You know, and and I'm sure there's some like me who are uh, millennials or even older who say, wait, I've never heard of that phrase like breadcrumbing. Apparently, there are a bunch of new terms that are out there. And I want you guys to let me know if you've heard of these terms, these dating terms, modern dating terms. Okay, the first one up from the New York Times is breadcrumbing. Have you guys heard of breadcrumbing? Yes. I haven't heard of it, but I can guess what it means. What do you think it is? I think it's like you're leading someone on. Yeah, you're being strung along. Uh, When someone consistently checks in with a romantic prospect, dangles the possibility of a date, and then keeps them interested but never follows through on the date and never gives them the relationship. Breadcrumbing. That's not something that uh, I was aware of. How about this one? Cobwebbing. Are you, are you familiar with the term cobwebbing? I'm stumped. I haven't I heard of this one. No, I don't know that one either. Uh, it's the, the act of self-love that refers to purging any memories or mementos of a previous relationship. Getting rid of old sweaters, text threads, photos, things that you don't want to hold on to from a previous relationship. Cobwebbing. We always I, use scrubbed. Like scrub, you did scrub you scrubber from, yeah. uh, from, the, uh, from the Instagram, yeah. from your phone? Full scrub. From, a little scrub, yeah. Uh, this, this is a term. I don't think this is a modern term. This is one that, that I've talked about on the air for a long time. Cuffing. I think everyone knows there's what cuffing is. Yeah, there's a whole season for it. And what cuffing season is. Absolutely. I, I think you know what it means, and it comes from like being handcuffed. Uh, people in cold weather cities try to cuff before the weather turns, right? So like around Halloween, you, you can sense a little crisp in the air, and you know, oh, no. The holidays are coming. I have to have a partner for the cold, long winter here in Chicago. And you know what happens is cuffing season usually ends in the next few weeks, right? You celebrate Valentine's Day. Soon you know uh, you'll be out for St. Patrick's Day in this city if the weather's night nice. And then you'll realize, oh, everything's popping. Oh, this city's great. Why do I need this girlfriend or boyfriend or significant other? And then you break free for the summer in this city, and then you come back around for next fall's cuffing season once again. Uh, How about this one? Cookie jarring. Cookie jarring. Have you guys heard of cookie jarring? Don't know that one. Not once. Modern dating terms. Cookie jarring. This is a person that's seeking a relationship with someone else as a backup plan. You know, the old, you know, if it doesn't work out, by 30, by 35, by 40, let's get together. Cookie jarring. Apparently, that's what kids are saying now. I've never heard of that what one. What kids are getting surveyed here? These are New Yorkers. Tyler, oh, you went to oh, school in New York, oh. so you should know. Uh, how about this? I, I, I'm somewhat familiar with these terms. and It's the three flags. So a green flag would be a go. A red flag is stay away, right? That's no good. 
And then beige. Have you heard of the beige flag? I don't know the beige. No, beige will have to enlighten me. Beige flag is for someone that's dull, boring, and lacks the involvement that you want to date with them. A beige flag. You, You meet someone out and you say, well, they're beige flag. They're boring. They're dull. Beige is too fancy sounding of a color name to be given a flag. Like flags, I feel like you need simple colors, right? Right. Yeah, red, blue, purple, green. Like you're driving, right? Not beige. Red and green. I know what to do. Flag. I mean, come on. Go and stop. It's easy. Beige. That means you're dull. Uh, How about this modern dating term? I I think you guys know this one. I know this one. Ghosting. Yeah. That's where someone disappears. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm not that old. I'm familiar with ghosting. Not not proud to say I've ghosted in the past, but it was something that that did happen from time to time. After cuffing season? Uh, yeah, of course. That, that's how it works. Uh, how about this one? Love bombing. Have you guys heard of this one? Love bombing. I have a vague idea on what that one is. No it, idea. It's where you have a new partner, a new romantic partner, and you just so many gestures, right? Grand gestures. You're buying tickets to shows. You're buying them this. You're taking them there. Fancy dinner here. Over the top, like too much. You're love bombing. Too much stuff. Next up on the list, orbiting. Have you guys heard of orbiting? I've definitely heard it used, but I can't remember what it means. Okay. Yeah. Orbiting is where you've cut off communication with someone, but you're still lurking. You make it clear yes. mm-hmm. that you're observing their social media you're commenting in their social media uh you're kind of lurking in the background they know you're there you're liking posts you could go back but you've cut off communication you you the two of you are no longer an item you've cut it off yet you're still there in the background with a double thumb not ready to cobweb uh how about this one riz this one's yeah. nuts. Yeah, this one's all right, all Tyler. Go place. ahead. Explain Riz. Riz is like you. You've got it. You've got it. <laughs> got that game. Yeah, you can spit. You're one of the more like that's the whole thing that's been going around with like Shams and K Adams right now. Is like Shams is the Riz god. There, there's a lot of Riz yeah, there. A lot of K, Riz. And, yeah. K Adams. Uh, I don't. I don't see the term here on my my modern dating terms, but I think thirsty is the the term I would use Bam. for that situation. Uh, Riz, as the New York Times says, is a newer concept short for charisma. And many members of Gen Z have made it popular on TikTok. So there you go. Riz. If you say someone has Riz, it means that they have charisma. Honestly, Riz is one of the last words I thought I would ever see in a New York Times article. Yeah, yeah, modern dating tips. Yeah, there's some Riz gods out there now. And I'll leave you with the last one, and I think uh, I think this is one that most people are aware of, uh, situationship. Uh, I think it, yeah. for, for geriatro, geriatric millennials like myself, a situationship is new. But I would imagine for many young people, it's just like the stage of talking. Is what I gather. Same file on Facebook for it's on. It's complicated. Yeah, like you're you're people. kind of talking. You're kind of a thing. You're not really a thing. It's a situationship. That's uh, that's the modern dating terms from the New York Times. I saw that list today and I thought that there was some breadcrumbing. I, I was not aware of breadcrumbing. Tyler, do you breadcrumb? I do not breadcrumb. No. Are you no. beige? Are you a beige flag? My beige flag. I might be a beige flag. I don't know. <laughs> are you a beige flag? Uh, are you orbiting? I'm not orbiting. I know what Ty- Tyler has the Riz. Ty- Tyler has the Riz. No, no Riz. Uh, Tyler has no the Riz. Riz here. You know who also has the Riz? Mo in Frankfurt. Hello, Mo. 
Mo is a Riz God, yeah. I am. I am. Yes, yes. For sure. <laughs> yes. Um, you know what? I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. Um, something. Okay. Yes. Where's Abdullah? He's off tonight. What's the matter to him? Well, he's off. Is, is off or you just call off? Come on. <laughs> yeah, move it along. Wait, what's the problem? He's off. You know how many shows I've hosted where I say, and Abdallah's off, and you don't say a word? Why are you asking now? You know what? I'll tell you something, Chris. Let me tell you something. Do you, do you say um, the same thing to Tyler when he fills in for us? You say, where are they? Tyler, he handles a show by himself. I know. It's good. Awesome. I've listened. He's awesome. So, anyways. <laughs> so, um, anyways. So, anyways, uh, how, about, how, about, how about we start with uh, my bum notes? Oh, you got bum notes, notes, all right. Give them to us. Yes, and and I, I feel bad for these people, but you know what? They deserve it. Eddie from the north side, you're a bum for being a racist. <laughs> okay. okay. Mitchell from Displains, name calling. No, 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 no. You're a bum. <laughs> okay, bum, yeah. Tim from the South Side calling my boys out, Black and Abdullah, telling them that they shouldn't be on 10 to 12. You know what? You guys should be on 10 to 12. Okay. I love it. Okay. And Aaron Rodgers, you'll always be a bum. Okay. Rodgers bum. Got it. Oh, uh, that's about it. Uh, that's it? All right. Well, I mean, the, the, the dynasty thing, I mean, think about it. The Blackhawks, they're not the dynasty. I know they didn't win back to back, but they were pretty good. Was, uh, in the two thousand, two, two, what was it, the tens? You know, twenty ten to twenty twenty, they, they were pretty good. So I, I like the Blackhawks. I think they were a dynasty. Okay, all right, three and six. That's pretty good. I'm with you. All right, I love you. All right, thank you, Mo. Appreciate it. There's Mo in Frankfurt. In with his bum list, Jimmy Norland Park. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jimmy? Hey, <laughs> uh, big Chiefs fan, but flip, 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 Philadelphia. I mean, you know, you guys played that <laughs> good tune, so you know, I love you guys. And uh, going back to dynasty thing, sure. um, the Chiefs are gonna be one. We're just not one right now. But sure, right, right. Yeah, it takes two to do it, so we'll be back next year. We just got to see who uh, who actually leaves and who comes back. I mean, if 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 Eric the Enemy leaves, uh, I'm not gonna lie to you, we're still gonna be good, but it's, it's we're taking a hit. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Patrick's gonna be there, Travis is gonna be there, but you know, we lose our coaching staff, and that was a big part of it. I mean, they do, you know. They do what they do, Travis and Patrick, but, yeah. It says you know. on the, the call screen that you want to comment on the dating terms. What do you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, dating? Oh, God, please. I have two children. Uh, uh, actually, I have five, but, you know, two are <clears throat> grown, and then two are young. And Sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Abdallah, not going to lie to you. Abdal's off. I know. Oh. I'm just, you know, you know it's going to be tough. <laughs> the show, yeah. I know. It's going to be rough. <laughs> it's tough. Uh, I, I've listened to this show. I know. I'm aware. Yeah, no, you, uh, when the kids are out, and I, 
I tried to watch the Super Bowl. I mean, I watched like maybe like uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. I probably watched half of it. Yeah, which half? Yeah, uh, definitely the second half. The first half they were losing, so I had to shut it off, and the kids were making a mess, and then I had to clean up the mess, and bada bang, we started winning. Jimmy, any plans tonight for Valentine's Day? No, I'm mm. actually sitting in my car just listening to you guys. Cause, oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, no, I... <laughs> hey, the last time you guys were on, when I heard you guys were on uh, after, uh, you know, Cappy. Yeah. And, you know, he's you know great guy and all that, but, you and know... all that. And all yeah. of that. Yeah, he's a great guy and all that, but he doesn't like the good stuff. <laughs> This is Chicago's Home for Sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. You're listening to Black, 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 Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Abdallah here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. We'll continue taking your calls at 312-332-3776. Once a week, we have the privilege of talking college basketball. That's right, with Tyler Hockey. Check out his podcast, Basketball U, on the ESPN Chicago app. Once a week, he joins Black and Abdallah. He's our college basketball expert as we crawl towards March. Tyler, it's only a few weeks away. We're almost there. Selection Sunday in four weeks. Four weeks from last Sunday. Are you serious? Mm -hmm. We're almost there. Oh, no. How about this? Northwestern with a huge win this weekend. Yeah, they took down number one Purdue. That was kind of like the appetizer to the Super Bowl. Um, It was one of those games where Northwestern was really resilient because I thought, all right, yeah, they're hanging around like six, eight points in this game. All right, it's it's nice. You're hanging around with Purdue, but I didn't think they had enough in them to actually go out and win the game. But they proved me completely wrong at the end. They kind of basically took the approach of, all right, we're going to make Zach Eady. You're going to get your 30-something points. The other four of you try to beat us. And that's kind of been my biggest concern with Purdue is they don't have any NBA players on their team, so they can't really win with that style of approach usually okay if you're going to play that style like maybe you've got a guy who's super talented like last year if it was Purdue and they had a Jaden Ivey out there and Zach Eady was playing the way that he's playing right now then you're looking at okay Purdue probably ends up winning that game but this year they don't have they're, they're just such a young team right now Purdue and they rely too much on Edie as a center, and that doesn't work very well for you at the end of games when, when you need threes and stuff like that. When we talked last week, I mentioned to you, I, I've watched one college basketball game this season so far, and that mm-hmm. was the Indiana-Purdue game. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what you pointed out was this idea that they don't have the perimeter players to get it done. And I said to you in the most hot-takey fashion possible, Purdue will not win the national title yes. the way they play. 
And like I feel like I, I'm You're vindicated, vindicated yeah. based on Look you, at you. Northwestern, and I, but I think it's pretty obvious based on what you explained there that they don't have the wing players to get it done. How about Alabama? All I hear yeah. about from from Abdallah here is get your oars ready for, for your oars. Yeah. So Alabama, the new number one team in the country, first time they've been number one in the country uh, in their program's history, and right now they, even though they're a young team right now, all of their youth is playing at an absurd level. Like, it reminds me a lot. They've got one player, Brandon Miller, um, who is going to be the first college player taken in the NBA draft. He's a 6'8 wing, but he's shooting about 45% from three on about seven attempts per game, a little over seven attempts per game. Um, And he just fits the modern style of college, or of the NBA, of basketball in general right now. And it reminds me a lot of what we saw with Kevin Durant and with Carmelo Anthony, where you've got a freshman wing who can lead you deep into the NCAA tournament. And I kind of see a lot of the same shades as this is a one-man, not a one-man show, but a a one-star show who's got a lot of great surrounding pieces around him that can lead a deep march run. So since we're four weeks away from Selection Sunday, I, I, I feel like in years past, like don't we get a heads up on like who may be the top seeds as we head towards March Madness? Yes, yeah, so that actually comes this weekend. Um, I, I love when they do this. It, I think they started it two years ago, maybe three years ago. But they, the tournament committee releases their top 16 seeds. So the top, uh, basically the top four seeds in each region and what right. they would be. And I think Alabama is going to be that number one overall seed. They do play Tennessee tomorrow. So that could certainly shake things up a little bit. But I would guess that they'll be a one seed. Purdue will get a one seed. Houston will be another team that, that gets a one seed. And then uh kansas if they can win tonight i think we'll also get one but i think it, it, it's going to be very close between them and a handful of other teams as well so you have kansas ahead of texas and baylor in the big 12 yes yeah, so uh well um that's just the way the bracketology shakes out right now but the big 12 standings at the moment uh baylor just took a tie with texas for the number one spot in the the most competitive conference in the entire country i do think that kansas is probably the best team of the the bunch in the Big 12 right now. But Baylor is the team that I think is actually going to win the Big 12 regular season. I think Kansas will win the Big 12 tournament, but Baylor will win the Big 12 regular season because they got a lot of their hard games out of the way early, and now they've got a much lighter schedule down the stretch in Big 12 play, as light of a schedule at least as you can have in the Big 12. Before we get to the weekend, which games should we have our eyes on in college basketball for the rest of the week? So uh, for the rest of the week, um, you look at... I have to take a look, but tomorrow is a great slate of games, including Indiana Northwestern, which you can hear right here on ESPN 1000 starting at uh, 745. Um, And then tomorrow we also have Alabama and and Tennessee as well. That is a football matchup. I like that. I I mean, that that to me is going to be... It's a it's a tough test. I believe that game is at Tennessee as yeah. well this Knoxville. weekend. Yeah, yep. or uh, tomorrow night. So I'm I'm really intrigued by that matchup there um, because Tennessee is a defensive minded team. They're the best defense in college basketball, and can they lock down a, a team in Alabama that kind of plays a spread out NBA style of basketball that is going to try to shoot as many threes as possible on you? Can they can they do that against? this uh this alabama team that likes to spread the floor so that that's me is even though tennessee i don't think is a team that scares me a whole heck of a lot in terms of tournament prospects i think that in situational matchups they can be a nightmare for certain teams 
Good stuff. Thank you, Tyler. Each week here on Black and Abdal, we talk to Tyler Aki. He uh, helps us get smarter for the March Madness run in college basketball. Download his podcast, the Basketball You Podcast, on the ESPN Chicago app. Tyler also produces Waddle and Sylvie and Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. Thank you, Tyler. There you go. A little college basketball. And I feel like each week when we talk to Tyler, then we, we start to prep and we get ready. And wow, four weeks away from Selection Sunday. Faye on the north side, you're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Faye. Hi, Chris. Hello, How Faye. Are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I just wanted to steal a little bit of your time to say oh. happy Valentine's Day to everyone. Happy Valentine's Day. Especially my Twitch family. Shout out Twitch. Right. And Abdallah, even though he's not there. And Abdallah. <laughs> Shout out. I love you guys. It's easy for me to say because I love everybody. Well, thank you for the call, Faye. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right. There you go. Faye on the north side with a very nice message to all our great listeners. Stephen Bourbonnet, you're on ESPN 1000. Oh, Faye is such a sweetheart. Can't thank her enough for the yes. shout out to all the family in the Twitch chat. Right. I really wanted to go out with Mo. You know, oh. th- th- does he have a, an original idea ever? He always has notes, but does he ever have a, an, an original idea? <laughs> the answer is no. Okay. The answer is no. Also wanted to kind of do a Gideon thing. You know, I don't know. You know, I, you know, I'm Chris, I've been married for almost nine months now. Um, still haven't had relations with the new wife. Uh, it's Valentine's day. Should I get back out on the hog and, or do I just ride it into Lake Michigan? I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay. That's okay, a pretty that's good Gideon. That's a pretty good Gideon. It wasn't my best. You know, oh. I've been working on it for a couple weeks now. <laughs> Um, Guys, it's Gideon. <laughs> let's let's go. Hey, great show. Thank you, All Steve. Right. Appreciate I'm it. Out. There you go. There's Stephen Bourbonnet. Yeah. I'll give him the music. There you go. He deserves it. <laughs> Guys, it's Gideon. I love Gideon. He's great. <laughs> Donnie and Evanson, you're on ESPN 1000. What's hey. up, Donnie? Hey, buddy. Thanks for uh, taking my call, first no, of all. No problem, um, man. I, think, I know you guys have been talking team, team dynasties, yeah. and I've just been yeah. thinking about individual dynasties. Now, I'm not going to go into Tyson's first 23 fights, nor uh, uh, Novak Djokovic's, uh, you know, tennis uh, prowess now, but yeah, I what I do want to say, what I consider a true dynasty is Tiger Woods, his dynasty in golf, you know. Yeah, that's what I have to say. That's a true dynasty. Okay, got you down. Thank you, Donnie. Appreciate it. And Tiger Woods, absolutely. The individual sports, um, I think you have to lead to separate rules, right? Because my my one my one rule of having one dynasty at a time is completely broken by men's tennis, right? Because like you could argue there are three all time greats who are three separate dynasties onto themselves who until a couple of years ago were all active at the same time. Novak Djokovic, Roger Federer, and Rafael Nadal. All of them are the three winningest men's players in tennis history, and all three of them had careers overlapping each other. And they were all winning uh, different Grand Slams. So, yes, uh, Tiger Woods, absolutely. He was a dynasty onto himself. And you look at Serena Williams in women's tennis 
and the individual sports, um, I kind of feel like it's easier to to kind of have multiple running at the same time because there's not just one champion per year. Like that to me is the difference in, in team sports, team athletics. Like there are four grand slams every year in tennis. There are four majors in golf. And that allows multiple people to kind of jump in and get theirs. Black and Abdallah here on a Tuesday night. We'll be back. Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Thank you to Tyler Aki and to Nick Moxall for producing tonight's show, Black and Abdallah. We will be back tomorrow night, 6 a right here on ESPN 1000. Hanging out with you, Steve and Darian, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Steve? Uh, hi, it's going about the dynasty thing. Um, yeah. May I suggest an addendum to your rules? Sure. Um, and they call it the Buffalo Bill rule. <laughs> I mean, any team gets to four Super Bowls in a row. It's pretty special. I mean, or even look at you know the Braves, Atlanta, or, or even more, look at the Lakers in the 60s. Yeah. I mean, they got to what, six title gate? You know, they were in the finals for, what, six, six out of eight years. Unfortunately, they had to play Boston and lost. But still, I mean, there's got to be some... Somewhere an addendum, call it a honorable mention or something. I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that's a good point. The Buffalo Bills of the early '90s—they were there. They just didn't win the championship, but they made the Super Bowl four straight years. That—that that is super impressive. Yeah, and I, and I did have a other, other dynasties though, going by your rules. Uh-huh. I don't know if anyone mentioned Steelers in the '70s. Yeah, I did. Yep. Okay, yeah, and the obviously Steelers, Oilers the Steelers. as well. Yeah, because uh, you know when I look at the NFL history books. To me, it goes the Patriots, the Brady-Belichick Patriots, the Dallas Cowboys of the early 90s, the 49ers of the 80s, and then the Steelers of the 70s. Those are your four dynasties in NFL history. Yeah, unless you want to go back like the guy did the Green Bay back of the... Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Beyond the, the Super Bowl years, yes. Yeah, that yeah. absolutely would count, too. Yep. That, that's, uh, so, in any case, just the you know, honorable mention or maybe... maybe um, Conference Dynasty? Yeah. I, think I don't know, works. whatever, whatever uh, category you want to do. But enjoy listening to you all there. Happy, happy uh, Valentine's Day there. I, my, my, uh, my beige uh, uh, cobwebbing <laughs> fell in yes. my breadcrumbs somewhere. So I lost you somewhere around there. Perfect. So. Thank, okay. thank you, Steve. Uh, orbit. Orbit the show, okay? Yeah, I'll be orbiting. Yeah, all, all right. right. All right, there you go. There's Steve and Darian. We appreciate him. Uh, wishing everyone a happy Valentine's Day here on Black Doll tonight here on ESPN 1000. You know, I, I saw this yesterday. We were going we to talk about this yesterday. We didn't have time. Yesterday marked the 25th anniversary for the release of Adam Sandler's movie, The Wedding Singer. Remember that movie? 25 years ago yesterday, it was released in theaters. Now, he mentioned this to me yesterday, and I said, hold on, Abdallah, I've got something on Adam Sandler. He's like, yeah? I'm like, I'll tell you on the air. And then we never got to it. Uh, over the weekend, Sandler movies were everywhere. Like, like think about it this way. When you're, when you're scrolling the guide, how often do you see an actor or an actress that has multiple movies that are all on TV at the very same time? On Saturday, The Wedding Singer was on as the same time The Waterboy was on 
as the same time Happy Gilmore was on. Adam Sandler had three movies all competing with each other on Saturday. Now, like, I I feel like the only actor that I notice where I I see this happen frequently would be Leonardo DiCaprio. Right? Like, The Departed will be on, and then The Aviator's on a different channel, and then Catch Me If You Can is on TBS. Like, there's Leo everywhere, right? Where FX is running the, The Revenant for the 80th time in a row. But, like, I saw it, like, on Saturday, I'm sitting there, and I was like, that's weird. And then I, I didn't think it would actually come up, and then I was like, did you know? Yesterday was 25 years of The Wedding Singer. I was like, sir, I have a thought for you on Adam Sandler. There were three Adam Sandler movies on on Saturday. That's crazy, right? Billy Madison might be the most played movie on TV of all time. Swear to God, if you're if you're gonna say something negatively about Billy Madison, no, Tyler, I'm just pointing it out. Oh yeah, it was it was on over the weekend as well. It just wasn't on at the it's same exact on. time as the other three movies from Adam Sandler's career. I saw that. Eh, Twenty five years of the Wedding Singer. That's a good movie. Really good movie. Blocking Abdallah here on ESPN One Thousand, the ESPN Chicago app. Carmen in North Riverside, you want to say good night to the people? Good night, Chicago. There it is. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.